Good evening, Patriots, and it's Wednesday, June 8th in the year 2022 on the West Coast and always on the East Coast. You get to jump a day ahead and enjoy the show on the next day in real time, too. That's like time warp stuff. It's pretty good. Patriots, make sure you're getting a good night's sleep. There's so many reasons to keep your sleep up, and the best thing to do that is to have products to help you sleep. So go to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. That's our landing page. There's tons of fantastic, super-duper products to sleep with. And you will get a good night's sleep. And they truly do enhance your sleep. I've used MyPillow products exclusively now for well over a year. I couldn't imagine sleeping without them. And I'm a guy. I mean, how many guys, like, talk about pillows and sheets? And I do because I'm truly serious. After having traveled literally all around the world, slept in a sleeping bag or on some crappy bed somewhere or sleep mat when you encounter great sleep products and it truly makes a difference you stand by them and that's part of the reason i stand with mypillow.com so just head on over mypillow.com forward slash bards use your promo code bards take advantage of some incredible sleep products and you won't be disappointed we got a number of things i want to cover tonight we got a lot of stuff going on there's the world is falling apart which is by design and it's a good thing it does but let me start with something that's prescient, and I, I'm going to give um, some words here to men. And I, men, I know you like you hear me beat on the soy boys, but I, I really want to have an honest conversation here. And this is truly real, and we as a as a community, as a fellowship, need to be supportive of what I'm going to talk about. We're in a hypersexualized world right now. It's insane. And the problem with the hypersexualized world is there are many people who become vulnerable to the inputs of sexualization, images, desires. And even though we know it's wrong, men know it's wrong, women, you have the same problem, by the way, because we're getting right to the core of what we're going to get to tonight, which is pornography. There's an increase in women seeking men seeking pornography, an increase in men seeking pornography. And one of the problems that we're having with this awareness of all this garbage, I mean, LGBTQ nonsense with all this gay porn nonsense, bisexual, whatever it is, this just disgusting crap that's floating around in the world, is also exposing people equally to the stuff that we really should never even be dealing with. I mean, Lord, the Lord warns us not to deal, and we shouldn't even re- be repeating these despicable things of the evil acts, and yet we're right in the middle of a war that's intentional, and in order to wake people up, much of these things are shared. Whether it was like the art exhibit, they had this art exhibit, it was came up yesterday, literally had a naked man standing on a pedestal and offering people to shove stuff up his butt, and I'm not kidding you. I guess this is what gay pride is all about. I guess this is what woke month is. And, I, and I've been on this rage, and I am going to continue on it, about the LGBTQ scam. But here's the bottom line. There are like 70% of the men that go to church ages 25 to 45 suffer from porn addiction. And I know that sounds like a contradiction, but I think that part of the problems that we have in church is it immediately you get hit with this. You're a sinner. You are a sinner and you are going to hell. 
you're not going to hear that from me tonight. And I'm going to ask for Bars Nation to be open to what I'm going to say. My opinion, and I'm here. People need to reach out to me. Listen, I'm not going to judge you. It's a problem. You got to get hold of it. You got to man up. But I'll pray with you. I'll guide you on scripture. And I know other pastors that will do the same, and you're not going to get condemned. And you don't have to, we don't, you don't need to walking around here with your head down and feeling like, you know, you're, you're all awful and stuff. It's a problem. So own it, be a man, own it. And women be strong, own it. If you have a problem and you need to talk to Christ, you need to have a relationship with Christ. If you don't have a relationship with Christ then you need to get one. And there's plenty of us in this community that can help with that. But we're not going to go around beating each other up. I mean, that's not going to be my approach. At the same time, understand that there's not going to be this unlimited like, oh, you did it 16th time and you're back into spending three hours a day surfing the porn sites. You've got to own it and you've got to start dealing with it. And that means corrective action. And this is what I know when we own a problem. And I'm going to look at it like athletics, okay? You're trying to get over a barrier, a mental barrier. You don't get over it one time. Look at it even like a different way rather than athletics. Look at it like when you get injured. And I have been bad in Aikido, in fact. Almost dislocated my hip. You can't, you don't get over it right away, but you got to get back in there and work it. And you got to overcome your fears in that space. In the addiction space like this, you're going to have to turn it over to Christ. You're going to have to be true to Christ. And you're probably going to stumble. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say you're not going to stumble. But when you stumble, don't be a, oh, I was going to say something not nice. Don't be a, a, a fool and walk away. Because Christ is going to be there. And if you get a good community around here, they'll be there to support you because it's a struggle. It's designed to be that way. All right. Now, here's some real stats on porn, and it, this will probably help the visualization problem that some people have. Most of the porn stars are transgenders that have been, they're, they're men. A Victoria's Secret for those guys that think that they're not doing porn, but they want to do the secret like I'm going to do soft porn, they're men. So when you sit there and you're getting yourself all off on that and you're like, oh, check this out. This is so cool. She's so hot. Yeah, he sure is. So I hope that like, turns you into a, like makes you want to throw up because that's what you've been doing and that's what they've been doing to you. Okay. So what I'm going to say here is we are in the middle of a fight based around perverted sexual practices. And this is a war. I say this every day. I've said this every single day for what, you know, three, four years. I've never stopped. And that means that in the middle of a war, there are casualties and there are injuries. And part of these injuries deal with mental scarring. Okay. We always talk about the mental scarring that comes from, you know, looking at horrific things. I, I, I'm one, for example, 
I don't think I've ever watched fully any horror film in my life. I can't stand them. I don't know why somebody gets attracted to them. It And it's not because I don't have the strength to watch them. I don't want to put that stuff in my head. That's the bottom line. Okay? And when you look at what they're doing to the public, and it's by design, they are programming people so that you are keeping your energy low. I'm going to name three films right now, unrelated to directly what we're talking about, but it gets to the point. There's a new film coming out in 2022 called The Sandman. There's another film coming out called Blackbird. There's another film coming out calling Black Adam. So here's the profile. The Sandman deals with the control of people through their dreams. Blackbird deals with dreams and, and what dreams do to control people. Black Adam deals with mortal people who become gods. These are kind of the constant themes in Hollywood. All right? Because what they put in your head is designed to keep your energy low, and as your energy gets low, you don't have the strength and you don't have the ability to manifest the power that God gives us, which is through our relationship with Christ and the armor, which we're supposed to have on. And the scriptures cease to become a protection. They start to become words. And with that, and this is why I've said so many times, I I don't like beating on this thing of you're a sinner. Yes, we are sinners. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying it that way. But this collective guilt crap that's going on, LGBTQ has taken this to a whole new level of guilt and I played that clip today. I'm not going to play it tonight, but I played it earlier today. It's on transbility, transabled, excuse me, transabled. Transabled people are literally so guilty in who they are thanks to a system. They're now mutilating themselves to be disabled. So a woman just poured bleach in her eyes recently. Someone else cut off their leg. Someone else cut off their arm. I never read about a person the other day that cut off their fingers. Okay, this is the excess of guilt. And I'm not a preacher of guilt. I'm not a preacher of that sort of thing anyway. I believe God gave us a gift here to live on earth and to live with incredible potential. And I think it proves it when we talk about the, the words that Christ gives us in Luke 10, 19 and John 14, 12. So, coming full circle and we'll move on to a few other things but I just think this is a very prescient topic we need men to stand up to help other men and women to stand up and to help other women not in a condemnation sense but to help people move away from these addictions that are out here right now we're focused tonight we're discussing pornography because this sexualization, hypersexualization of this culture is sick. Like mega sick. Okay. And unfortunately, guys are living in a world right now where we're, you're surrounded, whether you realize it or not, you have to make an over effort to be a man these days. When I say that, I'm just like, I'm going bear hunting this year. Okay, I don't usually go bear hunting. Why am I going bear hunting? One, because one, I want to. But two, it's like we have to start seeking these activities again to be men. And the problem is in this culture, when you start doing these sorts of things, people are like, 
Oh, I'm doing it with a bow too, by the way. I figure that's like the, the coolest ever. That'll be fun. But anyway, and it's the whole point of doing it because I want to. But it's also the point of you got to live to be what a man is. Don't get all hobbled up. I mean, our work that we do gets us stuck into cubicles or you get stuck in, and not everybody, but there's a lot of stuff going on out here, especially people are engaged in this fight or engaged with your family to defend your children in these public spaces because you can't do what you want to do. Let's face it. These people that are grooming your kids, you have to go in and talk politely to them or they're going to shut off your mic. When most of these people deserve to be stuck in a trash can and like kicked off the cliff because they're grooming kids or they need a millstone, right? And I'm just talking straight because this is the problem. And this is, and, and women, you've done a fantastic job of standing up and we talk about how men haven't stood up. But I'm going to say that in, in all fairness to men, these fights are not the type of fights that men are geared towards. They're doing better at adapting. But this is a society that's honoring the woman. Everywhere we turn around, it's like, oh, you're a great woman. Oh, you're great. You're empowered. And it's, that's percolating everywhere. Okay? And there's a lot of this empowerment with women going on out here. Just like, you know, well, yeah, I want an equal marriage. You know, and I'm, I'm, I believe strongly in Christ, but I want everything equal in the family. I don't even know why you have to say that, by the way, because it's in Scripture anyway. It just talks about where the primary emphasis God wants us to place in our lives is. But in this world, it's like now everything is inverted. And there is no place for men in this world, if you haven't figured that out. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't figured me out, I'm like, yeah, so what? I'm going to make many places for men because I don't care. Because I don't care if that steps on the toes of a woman or a soy boy or a trans or a gay. I really don't care. Because men have a purpose here in life that God gave us, and that's the way it's going to be. So the whole point here is we have to be creating support approaches in this problem, which is not going to go away. This is one of these residuals, just like you have PTSD with a war. We need, we're going to have this sort of effect, but it's not going to come out in its normal form in my, predict, in my expectation. There's going to be a lot of people that are just screwed up in their head. And the problem is that more people get obsessed with porn, it leads ultimately to things like gay porn and homosexuality. That is not a statement. That is a proven fact. All right. And women, you're not off the hook here because there's a massive rise in women seeking pornography. And a lot of that is all coming from this very unwholesome, unholy lifestyles that we live, this, these lifestyles of just debauchery or even worse, it's just like families are broken down. There's a feeling of hopelessness. People are wanting satiation and feeling good. And where do you turn? People turn to the quick, easy thing that will get them there, and it is the trap of all traps. So I'm going to just say that if you're a guy out there, or a woman, and you're having a porn problem, you got to start owning it because you're perpetuating a problem. Let's also not forget how many of those porn images that you see or even images you think are like soft porn or just a hot chick or hot guy or whatever. In particular, young girls, these are usually trafficked people and even young boys. They are trafficked. So you're perpetuating a problem and perpetuating an industry. And we're not going to stop this problem in our world until we put our foot down. That means, one, you need to have 
a spine. You got to be strong and you got to own it. Owning it is the first solution towards getting to the problem. I mean, first issue to getting to the core of the problem and solving it. And then once you own it, it's time to start talking to Christ because this is where you're going to need some big strength here. And some of this, I believe everybody can fix this problem on their own. I really do. And I think that everybody has the strength to do it with Christ, but that's me talking. And in fairness, that doesn't always translate that way. So if you don't have a trusting church community or one a community that you feel you can trust in, then what I would suggest is that you can find people to talk to within Bards Nation. And I think there's ways to approach. We've got plenty of avenues and people can connect and talk offline or whatever. And tonight when we close our prayer, we're going to pray for some of this anyway. But I think as a flip of this in Bards Nation, we need to be doing what we can do to reach out, to let it be known that we can be there to support. Again, I, I am, I'm all about supporting, but it also takes it. This is where I really draw the line. Cause this is what I can't stand about support groups. The group does not replace your personal responsibility. So man up, woman up, own it. If you need some people to talk to, there's plenty of people, but at the end of the day, someone else isn't going to fix your addiction or your problem. Own it, fix it, get with God, get with Christ, get on your knees. And you know what? It's going to suck for a while. Get over it. Life isn't intended to be easy. So that's my loving, compassionate end to that statement. And I do care. But like every good drill sergeant, you care greatly until they, the private falls a couple times and then you drop him for about 500 push-ups until his arms don't work anymore and then he gets the idea. <laughs> so if you can't get it, get down, start knocking him out there, buddy. Give me 50, that sort of thing. So that's it. We got we to gotta help one another. We got to raise up this world. This is our responsibility. And these are things that within the community we can do a lot with, right? So I just had to hit that because it is a prescient issue. And boy, that took a lot of time, but it was worth it because this is not a small one. This is a deep sin. And nowhere in the Bible does it say that, oh, by the way, you're on your own. It doesn't say that. We have Christ, and we hopefully have an amazing fellowship of people around that care. And that's part of the amazing part of living with a love and a compassionate, inter, uh, deep relationship with Jesus. It's wonderful. Take a listen to this. Some interesting things happening on the food front. Goya CEO talking on the looming food crisis. Take a ride on the other side. So the president of Goya today was interviewed. He said two really interesting things. We know about the food shortages, but now we're going to hear about what's happening to companies that are the other part of the food shortage equation. Take a listen. A container of coconut water with 1,300 cases uh, was $1,800. That's $1.44 a case. They've gone up to 18000 20000 uh, In the food business, you're making a percent or two. And who do you think he blames for putting all of us in this situation? 
Take a listen. And, uh, and you'll see more of uh, more exports going out. We are we are going to be exploited. Like I said, President Biden said they're going to put you all in chains when you give away your resources with our food. Now, the second part of his interview was incredibly interesting. He admitted multiple times what most of us have been saying. Take a listen. Uh, a few controlling the many. And guess what? The majority of us are not the few, but the few are going to control the many and they don't give a crap about us. They don't. Whoever's running this world, this country is out to put us all in chains. And so not only has he admitted that this situation has been artificially created, but that there are actually a group of people making this happen. Amazing to hear the president of one of the largest corporations in the world telling all of us what we have suspected all along. I keep telling you all, buckle up. Oh yeah, buckle up. It's coming. It's going to get pretty crazy. Hey, I'm going to drop something tonight. This will make your head bend. I just thought I'd th twist you a little bit tonight. It's good for everybody. You can go to bed like, actually, if we do this late, we maybe you'll have to stick around for the after hours cooking show or something. But here's the deal. Remember Q said the first arrest will shock the world? I'm giving you this little tidbit of my, of like my dark thinking. Because I always do these things so that you will think things through. People will think things through. Not, I don't want to be like I'm talking to you. I don't do we have a conversation. But I want to share this with you because I think this is a very important thing. Once we address the darker side of things, we're more, better prepared. Like they say, if you want peace, prepare for war. See, we play in Parcibellum. Very true. Okay, so here's the deal. Remember that thing about the first arrest will shock the world? And here's the deal. Trump's on deck. Yeah. Because this J6 thing they're doing this week, January 6th, there is one reason they're doing this. They are doing this to lead to an arrest warrant for President Donald J. Trump to prevent him from ever running again. Do not think I'm kidding. And so, don't lose your stuff if you hear an arrest warrant come out or whatever comes of this. Remember, this fight is so much bigger than anything we can ever imagine. This fight is a fight on a global level. We keep talking about white hats. This thing it drives me crazy. People are like, oh, white hats. You know, like, oh, they're a bunch of, I know where they are. Oh, those white hats are hanging out down there near Marilaga. Marilaga. And they're also over there in Gitmo. And that's it. That's where we got them. And we got all sorts of people here ready to go. And they're, they're going to launch this massive. You know, here's the real of it. You've got people all over the world embedded in these deep state governments. And the deep state governments are everywhere. They're in every country. And every country has deep financial ties to this deep state organization. And we can run all that backwards up to the Catholic Church, the black nobility, on up to the single eye, whatever you want to do. But here's the bottom line. If you haven't figured this out, when they launched COVID, you notice how almost every country in the world went lockstep with the COVID agenda. Well, that's because they are all tied to one big central pyramid. So the fight isn't just here. The fight is everywhere simultaneously. And just so I say it, if you want to wake up the world, the one thing that would shock the world 
would be an arrest or an arrest warrant for President Donald J. Trump. I do not want to see that happen. But I do want to say this. I'm going to say it a couple more times this week just so I say it. I have been openly critical of President Donald J. Trump on several policies. One of them is EO 13887, which is the one that opened the door to the mRNA vaccines. However, and I'm going to put this as a big, big however, right up there on top. You can like write that in big, big, bold letters. When I see the visceral hate that every single congressman, whether they tell you this or not, 99% of the people on Capitol Hill have for that man, this is what I say. Okay. You hate somebody that much, there's got to be something that we like that you hate too. So I just say it this way. Hope people are listening, especially if you're on the deep state. You can laugh and mock all you want if you're on the left. You can laugh and mock all you want if you're in the deep state, think you got things under control. You pull this shit and go after President Donald J. Trump. I'm just going to tell you, stay in D.C. And if you're a congressman, if you're a representative, just stay in D.C. Because last time I I just actually just got my permit to go bear hunting. Just saying. Not playing. We're not playing. And we're, we're, we're done playing games. So I'm just praying and offering some good wisdom to those that want to listen. Play your little games. Do your little production this week. End it. Because we're about ready to fix things ourselves. And it's coming pretty close. And by the way, you screw up these elections in 2022, I'm just going to say this, God help you. Because we're not playing fair anymore after that. I'm just, you know, we we just have to get real. We're all doing, we we are so unbelievably polite. We really are. And we are, we're an incredible country. We're incredible people. You know, we've been selling 20 million guns a year for the last two or three years, and we're already exceeding that this year. There's hundreds of millions of guns in circulation. So first of all, if you're worried about their taking away their guns, just like, no. They're just doing this to fan the flames of fear. These are these people are truly retards. It's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna change the age of buying an AR to twenty one. Okay. Okay. So instead of buying an AR, you can buy a long range shooting rifle and you can buy a lever action and you can buy a whole bunch of other cool stuff. And just for those guys that are like all tactical focused, I got news for you. Special Operations has been using lever actions for a while. So figure it out. It's all about technique. Matter of fact, I talked to one of my buddies the other day, outstanding shooter, one of the best shooters I've ever come across. And his comment is, he goes, I actually like a single shot shotgun. He says, the only difference is between that and a slide action or a semi-automatic, it's just learning the technique to load it. That's it. I'm like, yep, got it. So, all this garbage out here about taking away your guns. It's just garbage. Just more of this stuff. It's not that it's not important because we got to keep our eye on them, but they're not taking it away because they're not taking it away. So don't get worked up about it. I just say that because just keep a level head on it and be prepared for anything. I keep saying this. This, this is all out war now. These people are cornered and they're facing crimes against humanity. Take a listen to this. This is four minutes. InfoWars. You'll like it. 
Dr. Reiner Fulmick is the public front man for an international team comprised of hundreds of lawyers and medical experts who have begun legal proceedings over the CDC, the WHO, and the Davos Group for committing crimes against humanity. The protocol for the PCR test given by the WHO and the CDC was knowingly set to a level that guaranteed 100% false positives or false negatives. So there is no pandemic. This is all about getting people to take the shot. Their argument is that we are at the very least being subjected to an illegal experiment. And at the worst, global genocide. Dr. Fulmick points out how the experimental jab is in clear violation of all 10 of the Nuremberg Codes, which carry the penalty of death for those who violate them. Number one, voluntary consent is absolutely essential. There should be no intervention or any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, or any form of constraint or coercion. By definition, a vaccine must provide immunity to the virus, protect recipients from getting the virus, reduce deaths, infections, circulation, and transmission of the virus. We are told the experimental jab does none of these, yet they fraudulently call it a vaccine. As far as duress, constraint, and coercion, it's everywhere. If you want your life back, get the shot. Number two, the experiment should be such as to yield fruitful results unprocurable by other methods. The most fruitful method would be a healthy immune system, which can be achieved through good health and natural supplements such as vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc. But the people are not being told this. In fact, those who point it out are being vilified and silenced. Number three, the experiment should be designed and based on the results of animal experimentation. This experimental jab skipped animal testing. Number four, the experiment should be so conducted as to avoid all unnecessary physical and mental suffering and injury. According to official reports, there are already thousands of deaths and over a quarter million injuries from this experiment. Number five, no experiment should be conducted where there is an a priori reason to believe that death or disabling injury will occur. Past trials have shown a strong possibility that these new spike proteins will cause a body to attack itself. This is known as antibody dependent enhancement or ADE. And recent doctors have blown the whistle that this could end up killing everybody who's been vaccinated in the next two years. Number six. The risk should never exceed the benefit. COVID-19 has a 98 to 99% survival rate, less deadly than the seasonal flu. The experimental jab is already the most dangerous vaccine in VAERS 30 year history. Number seven, proper preparations should be made and adequate facilities provided to protect the experimental subject against even remote possibilities of injury, disability, or death. There were no preparations made. There are no facilities. The subject shows up for their shot and goes home. Number eight, the experiment should be conducted only by scientifically qualified persons. This experiment has been exclusively run by politicians, the media, celebrities, and big pharma bureaucrats. Number nine, 
the subject should be at liberty to bring the experiment to an end. Thousands of medical experts have attempted to end this madness, and their voices continue to be silenced. Number 10, the experiment must be brought to an end if resulting in injury or death. And yet, the experiment pushes on. Once again, those who violate these international laws are subject to the death penalty. Legal proceedings are moving forward and evidence is being collected. Whistleblowers are directed to contact the international team at www.securewhistleblower.com. This is likely the biggest crime ever committed against the world population. And the question is, do we still have a judicial system to exact justice? For Infowars.com, this is Greg Reese. Greg Reese it rocks and the stuff he does. Solid piece. And it's dead on. So you're starting to see the picture of how this is all coming together. And as I say, this is God's plan. Because what God has given us as a great gift is to reveal. And no one's going to escape having to face the truth. So where we really come in, I think, is stronger than ever is the work that we do within us and with Christ. And really get digging in deep to the intimate relationships and trying to get through these times in becoming more perfected would be the term in Christ. Because we're going to be that person that people look to and lean on. That's not a question. I, I think I, when I say that sometimes, and I, I don't won't say this specifically, but I think that sometimes people will kind of like, oh, yeah, man, you've been saying that for a couple of years. Well, yeah, and I might say it for a couple more because God's timing isn't my timing and isn't your timing. God's timing is his timing, whatever that is. But I just know that in this time, we're all being refined to the fires. And we're getting stronger. And we're getting more clear. We have to get solid with where we sit morally. We have to. We cannot accept these moral violations as status quo or an immoral society as normal. And we're going to have to get solid with the understanding that this world as it is, is so corrupt, it's going to be very difficult for many to face the truth. But at the same time, if there isn't a form of justice that's universal across all boundaries, then we're not going to accomplish anything. And more importantly, and I, and I goes to this LGBTQ stuff, but far beyond just LGBTQ, all right? This is an immoral behavior. God uses the term abomination, right? I mean, this is really something. Consider this. I mean, Paul beheaded Christians, and on the road to Damascus, he was called. And yet, it is said by Jesus that, in paraphrasing, you would be better to have a millstone if you harm one of the little ones, then basically being discovered by God. There are some really harsh lines. And when I say like, not, not words, but in, as in hard living lines, red lines, that Christ displays. And we see it happen, two distinct points that Christ really lays down the law. And one of them is the abuse or harming of the little ones to separate them from the love of God. 
meaning that when they arrive into this world, they are perfect in their unity and, and understanding of who he is. And when we see the exploitation at the temple, that's where the table gets flipped and the whip comes out. I think as a moral guide, if we're walk, walking that way, we're going to be able to start gauging a real true path here ahead, and that's part of discernment. And I'm going to give a lot of credit because like today to uh, Brad Cummings, Pastor Brad Cummings, I should get him back on the show. He's great. And he and I were talking about this specific thing today. And I say this because we had done a prayer today talking about God's message and about asking God to give us clarity on this discernment path ahead, dealing with so many of these topics. If you were joined us for Bended Knee today, thank you. If you didn't, you can listen to it. And we'd love to have you every day. Just so I say it, every day at 1 p.m. Pacific is Bended Knee. But like all shows, they're all posted. So I would encourage you to go back and listen to it if you haven't. Because we did a good prayer today. And the prayer was really focused on getting clarity from God on the steps and the, and the direction we need to go. Because this is a very convoluted and chaotic space. The term, as I used the other night, entropic warfare. Things are falling into a state of chaos, entropy. And that confusion makes it very difficult at times to navigate through, especially when we have so many of the bigger pulpits not standing up for what's right, but trying to accommodate everybody because they have bills to pay and they want the coffers filled. But I also want to acknowledge the point that there are a ton of small unknown pastors out here, small parishes, small pastors, small churches. They don't get notoriety. They're not seeking notoriety. They're following the path of God, and they're doing amazing work, okay? So if you're fortunate to be in a church like that, make sure and let the church know too. Don't just take it for granted. I think that's part of it is we take too many things for granted on both sides. But in this discussion I had with Brad today, we were, we were talking about just a, just this whole line, and, and he was kind of pressing me to like tell me the two points where Christ was like really in a rage. And then the question was, what is the, what's the interlinking theme on both? And as we talk through it, it's like there is one singular inter, interlinking theme, and it's the harm that it comes to people. In Christ, is, we, we so portray him as this ever-loving, flip-flop-wearing, long-haired, skinny hippie. I mean, that, that is the predominant theme in so many places. It just drives me out of my mind. Or if you're in the Catholic Church, you've got to make sure and show that he's pinned on the cross because you always have to remember that the Catholic Church killed him and had him murdered, but they want to honor that piece. And that's disgusting beyond any belief. And I said the other night, I don't worship the empty cross because it's not that it's not a an amazing statement, but it's Christ is not there. Christ is living. He's risen. But as I've said many times, anybody that was a was a woodworker of that era, and he was, he was a carpenter, you're not going to find some dude that's weak. Man, he may be tall, but he's going to be well-built. He's going to be strong. He's going to be mighty. Right? And... Anybody that can flip these tables like he did, that takes significant effort. But he's also amazingly fit because he's moving across country in great, you know, great ways. 
you know, the other thing we don't talk much about we, as examples, I should bring it up more, but like sitting in the back of a boat, right? I don't know if you've been in one of these boats. They aren't exactly easy to sleep in. And yet he's, he's obviously accustomed to it. And he's got enough balance that when he comes up and they call him, he's able to sit up in the boat and without like falling over every place and peace be still. I mean, the guy has tremendous prowess and by all indications had great academic or athletic prowess. And this is the, this is the Christ that we should know the warrior Christ. And that's the other distortion is in our world. The warrior is if you're not like shooting somebody in the face or wearing a super, super cool high speed kit and kicking in doors and whatever else, then you're not a cool warrior. And that's just Hollywood right there. Pure Hollywood. The, the real strength of a warrior is humble. Humble is the first word of any great warrior. And living in a place of humility Having great compassion in your heart is another part of being a great warrior. But being ferocious like a lion when your cause is just, that's the key. So when it comes to things like we're dealing with now, where we're seeing the exploitation of children, the grooming of children, the celebration of grooming of children, and that's really what this whole month has ended up being about since we're all being immersed in this LGBT circus, It's what should be bringing out the lion in everybody. And what, is, what does that ferocity look like? It, one, it's, it looks like being honest and not complying with this debased behavior. It also means doing things, other things than what they're trying to do. It's like doing, trying to do good in the world, just like we talked about a minute ago. We're, we're, we're going to have to recognize it's part of the consequence is there are going to be people that are going to be swept up in this sexuality. And it doesn't mean that they're, they're part of LGBTQ. It means that all this immersion in this is just going to open up influences and temptations. We have to be there to do good things to help people off. And we need to do it with that sort of Christ-level heart. That isn't like, like, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. I'll give me give you a hug. It's none of that. It's... It's a, it's a very mature approach. It's the, I think one of the greatest examples of how that is done is in the story where Christ is between the accusers and the adulteress. He isn't harsh to anyone, but he's level and truthful to all. We have to start approaching our problems this way, and those that are having these problems, struggles, like with, a, with porn addiction, you're going to have to man up. You have to grow up a bit. I don't know how else to say it. It's not going to be easy because life sucks and many times. And it's intended to be that way. So it isn't a point of, we're not going to, I don't think we should be in a place of like, you're a sinner, you're never going to hell. That's, that doesn't help because people are already guilty when they're doing this. And I mean, it's a deep guilt. It's a self-admonishing guilt. And we don't need to be the left where they get to feel so bad, like, oh, I'm going to have to cut my, I'll just have to cut my weenie off or something. You don't need that. What we need is honesty. We need a compassionate heart, but it's that strength and love to say, okay, we'll pray with you, but you have to own it. And you have to stand before Christ and own it. 
and now live into it. And yes, you may fall. And that's okay. As long as you get back on your knees and you own it and you get back out and you do it again. Some of the people I have the greatest respect for are people that have struggled with alcoholism. And they've fallen off the wagon a couple of times. But they never gave up. And they overcome eventually. And I think that's a brilliant place to be. So, it is so important that we mature ourselves in a in a beautiful way to be the church that isn't very often found. And I, I would love to say that all of our churches are in this wonderful place and and they're speaking of liberty and they're speaking of strength and raising up you know, great armies of God-loving Christians that are going to stand boldly for the, what's right. And unfortunately, we know that's not exactly true. And especially when we start to unravel some of the corruption that's out here, and there is tons of it, it's going to get ugly. That puts the onus back on us as followers of Christ. And where we least expected, God will call us. And when we do, we mean to be prepared. You know, truly, when we say love thy neighbor as I would want to be loved, that also means respect thy neighbor as you would want to be respected. I um, I have an unmeasurable love and passion for people that truly struggle and fight hard for what is right, and it's not, not always easy. And... Sometimes it's tough love, but other times just being able to lend somebody an ear so they can hear and also being truthful. Just don't, you don't have to sugarcoat everything. We shouldn't have to. We should just speak truth. And it doesn't have to be harsh, but at the same time, there needs to be some maturity on both parts. And again, as I, as I, as we start to come to a close, as I begin, if you've got a problem with, pornography or soft pornography or whatever own it get a spine get on your knees talk to jesus ask for forgiveness seek out some support there's plenty of it out here but it's not going to be followed it's not going to be cured by somebody else it's going to be on you and right now we need that strength and that growth because this over sexualized perverted clown show that we're watching right now which infuriates me and infuriates me to no measure when they start going after the children there's just no place for it and there's no place for us to be weak we have to be strong in the face of that and that means we have to like all good armies you have to strengthen your ranks together you know when somebody isn't good at shooting and you need to be in the unit you got to go work with them and help them you don't just get rid of them. God gave us an amazing collection of people of diverse talents and diverse challenges, each one of us. And every every challenge a person has becomes a strength. And that's one thing I always say is every challenge that we face becomes our strength if we overcome it or work through it. And that's exactly what we have to look at because the left is all about demeaning. We're not demeaning. Whatever this thing is, I call it the left. It's not even fair. 
I don't even know what it is anymore. This aberration of hell that's in this country. It dresses up like aliens and fools and tries to scare the living bejeebies out of kids. It's just pure effing evil. evil. Sorry for that, but that's truth. I just don't have room for it. So, we are the light for so many. And that's not because you're going out to go knock on doors and tell somebody, it's like, hi, I'm the light. Would you like to read the book? I mean, that's not what we're doing. Right? I say that makes me laugh because I had some of that when I was young. Oh, you're going, I've told you this story many times. Oh, you're going to hell. It's like, what happened, man? Last week I was good and this Sunday I'm, I'm going to hell. Why? I don't do that. <laughs> Especially the one that kicked my dog. That didn't go well, by the way. He came to my door knocking and doing Bible thumping at my door on the midweek trying to tell me I was going to go to hell and they kicked my dog that was barking at him. I, that didn't go over well. I think you can imagine. Don't kick my dog. So, Patriots, we have an amazing country and amazing people. We're being hijacked by a bunch of crazy lunatics that worship Satan and at, at the one side and at the very best, they've just rejected God altogether. This is a spiritual war. And we're reminded in Luke ten nineteen, behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. So let's claim it. And let's claim it together. And let's work together more and more because we need to stay together in this, get stronger together, and be stronger in the body of Christ. And with that, this win is really easy. Let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you tonight for being with us. And, and really, Jesus, tonight we're going to just pray for something just very simple. And it's just compassion and healing. You've reminded us in John fourteen twelve. truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. Well, Jesus, we have a lot of people out here right now that are struggling with some moral challenges. And these, some of these challenges are just coming out from the time that we're in right now. This hyper-sexualized insanity that's around us. And it doesn't matter who. We just pray for them. We just pray that they'll seek forgiveness through you. We just pray that you'll be there with them. And we just pray that in those times when they stumble, which they may, just to give them that assurance, that just to come back to you and not run away. Some of these things are going to take time. We know it. And in a perfect world, we'd be able to snap our fingers and it'll all go away. But unfortunately, this is where our human side our corrupted human side just is a little bit of a pain in the backside, to be blunt, because we, we struggle with letting go of the things that we shouldn't have any struggle with. So forgive us. But I think you know that. You gave your life for us. You gave everything you could give for us to gain life everlasting. And all we pray is for the many that will be able to reach to that and seek that, and no matter how tough and no matter how many times they fall off the horse or fall off the wagon, just to give them the strength that they can get back up 
and keep moving forward. Life is challenging. Life is imperfect. Life is tough. And if there's one lesson we get from you, it's the persistent pursuit of the true love and Father. It's not just the words. It's what's in our heart. And I think that in the whole, there's a lot of amazing people out here that just need to be reminded that you're there and they're forgiven as long as they just accept you in their heart. We're getting there. Walk with us, Jesus. We thank you for all you give and all you have given. We say these things in your holy name. Amen. Good times. And there are times that we'll look back on, I truly believe, and just go, man, we got through that. It's a pretty crazy fight. I don't mind saying it. The twists and turns and the scope and magnitude of what we're dealing with is way beyond the reach of what most people ever imagined four years ago, me included. I mean, I knew this was bad. I knew it was corrupted, but never really saw it being so interwoven on a global level. It's some crazy out here. Stay together. Keep praying. Keep strong. And know your red lines. There is no such thing as peace at any cost. That's liberal rubbish. This is a fight worth winning. This is a spiritual fight. So buckle up. Snap on that armor of God. Get your eyes forward. And get ready. Because this thing's heating up. And we are not going to lose. Have a blessed night, patriots. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Prayers up. Prayers for real deep compassion. We need to be praying for those that are struggling right now. Of our own and those that are seeking. It's a beautiful time for us to find a place where everything we can to aid or just be there just to help somebody through a tough moment. That's that sort of strengthening that we need. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tomorrow for Bard's well, actually for bended knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something. Pull us up to the level ground Oh, I can see it now I can see it now i
Thank、you 